What's worse for your health, being lonely or being obese? This is Single Married Divorced. I'm Eric Rung, and I am single. I'm Tom McGuire, and I'm happily married. I'm Allison Collins, and I'm happily divorced. This is a research done by uh, BYU, a psychologist there. It was published in the New York Post a short time ago. This Basically, what they found, researchers found, was that uh, they discovered that social isolation raised a person's risk of death by half compared to people that are obese. I believe it. We're social animals, right? Right. And I also think that, like, if you look at the index as what counts as overweight and what counts as obese, there's people in my life that are considered obese. I don't think there are. I mean, it's obese sounds like such a dramatic word. Right. They just have a couple... Extra pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 6'2", like 220, and I don't think I look fat, particularly. I may have a little bit of a belly, maybe. But, like, on the charts... When I do my, like, at work, we do, like, our health screening every year. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, borderline obese. Right. And I'm, like, really? Like, they want, they should be 185. If I was 185, I would look like Skeletor. I w- and then, then they do the, the BMI, too. And I looked at my BMI for my height, and it was something, I think it was 165 or something like that. I'm 5'11", and that's a, that's a very, very skinny. To, to, to me, anyway. Yeah, I think the standards are... But I guess we're getting a little bit off topic <laughs> yeah, about what obesity cool. really is. <laughs> but I feel like you can you can be heavier and be happy. And he- I mean, I think you can be heavier and healthy, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think this this is one of those where I'm like, I can totally... I mean, I think being heavy and they take for guys, like belly weight is really bad for your health, and that's kind of what I have a little bit of. Um, it just makes it, your heart works harder and blah, blah, blah. Um but I think loneliness, just if you get so, if you like really want to be with someone and with people and have social interactions and you're not getting it, like I could see that would just weigh on you day after day and just really, you know, I can see how that would really be bad for your mental and physical health. I just want to clarify that loneliness doesn't mean you're not dating someone. I think that means you're just not having, <laughs> I feel like you guys are looking at me. Uh, I think it just means that you're not, like, I feel like I have a lot I think, of... I think loneliness is not even having to do with dating. I think it has to do with all social connections. I mean, right. just yeah. having I I a good friend. Lonely. I don't, I don't think, think, I think that sometimes I wish I were lonely and I never. I am never lonely. Uh, but, like, I think that I have lots of, you know, great relationships with people and friends and family and all that. Um and so I think that I'm okay. I'm just making sure that we're not talking about that we're not dating someone. I don't think anyone no. thinks you're lonely. You do. You're always with people. Well, then you have think, two daughters too. Yeah. I mean, right. And those are the times where sometimes I'm like, hey, let me be lonely for like ten minutes. Well, I, no, yeah. there's a difference between lonely and alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always said to Beth like, uh, when she's Beth used to travel for work. And sometimes some long trips. I mean, we're talking, you know, a week. Maybe she'd be back for a couple of days and go back for a week. And I would always say, um, I'm like, you know, that first day she'd be gone, you know, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to order a pizza. I'm going to lay on the couch. I'm going to do nothing. I'm and you have belly just... weight? That's so weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, by night two, I'd be like, well, yes, it's fine. But like night three, I'd be like, this is terrible. And like now, like Caitlin and Beth will go back to Detroit sometimes. And again, that first night's like relaxing. And but by like the second, third night, you're like this stinks. Well, that's like, how I'm so bored. I'm like, 
you know, it's awful. That's how it is when the girls go to visit their dad, where, like, the first night I'm like, I can do anything I want. I don't even have to go home. And then um, by night two. (laughs) No duty. No judgment. Um, But then by night two, I'm like, I need them back. Like, it's so quiet. And like one down, 28 to go. Or, or, you know, like, that's going to be hard. 27. That's going to be a hard month. And the article also says that feeling lonely is thought to make people feel worse mentally and physically. And those who are lonely tend to suffer worse symptoms. When they are unwell. So, like, when they're sick, they get sicker than you and I probably would. Hmm. Which, this is, you guys all live with people. So, I live by myself, and I have lived by myself for a long time. So, when you guys lived by yourself, Tom, you mentioned it when your wife and Caitlin, when they go to Detroit, you like it, maybe not like it the first day, but you're comfortable the first day. But going back to your single days, I mean, did you ever live by yourself? Yeah, I did. I actually loved it. I had roommates who were great guys. I lived with one guy for, like... It was like seven years we figured out, and then for the last three years, we had another buddy move in with us, and we had a great, it was awesome. We had a great time. It was, you know, my 20s, it was really great. But when you lived by yourself, did you ever feel lonely? No, I loved it. When I moved moved in alone, I was like, this is fantastic. And it was a pretty brief window, a couple years, and then I moved in with a buddy who was going through a divorce. Um, And that was was great, too. I think it's interesting that you've, now that you have lived with somebody that you're you get a little antsy on the third day but when you when you were single you're like i love living by myself well that's well i didn't have like i wasn't married i didn't have a daughter so i mean there's obviously it's two huge bonds that i have with these two females right so and then when they leave there's like a little you know it's a break because like i get to watch whatever i want on television i get to order whatever i want on my pizza so that's a pretty brief window of like hey this is awesome right and then it's kind of like okay now i'm super bored but when i lived alone i was just i dated beth probably the well maybe one year where i wasn't having any serious girlfriend and then one year i mean i started dating beth and it was i liked living alone for a while I brought Caitlin uh, when I had her the other day with my girls, and we were walking down Clark, and we showed her your old apartment. Yeah, yeah. That's where you and Beth first met. You were super pregnant. <laughs> and hot. Yeah. It was, like, <laughs> it was like 100 degrees, and Allison was like, it was like waddling, 63 weeks pregnant. Waddling down the road. Yeah. Allison, have you lived, you've lived by yourself too, right? You know what? I was just thinking, I have always had roommates, even though some of them were like absentee roommates, where... Um, I used to do production work. First out of college, I lived um, with one of our friends, um, and I worked at night, and she worked in the day, and we never saw each other. And then when I moved to L.A., um, I lived in one townhouse with four girls and one town, one apartment with three girls. And then, then I moved in with my then-fiancé. in Wyoming. And the rest is history. So you really never have lived by yourself then? No. Nope. Wow. I know. That's really interesting. I think it's a good thing to do. For like for me, it was a couple years. I, I thought it was great. I had a great little apartment, great location. Really enjoyed it, uh, but I don't miss it. Mm-hmm. And now I, if I went back to, like, if something happened, God forbid, or if Beth dumped me and, and I had to, like, go live alone someplace, I think, first of all, I would just go, like, become an alcoholic for like the first few months probably and then i would just be like this is like i don't know i I can't even like imagine i'd just be a lump of you know unmolded clay sitting on the couch watching television eating whatever you want on your pizza eating whatever i want all the time what's gonna happen when the girls go to college i'm gonna be like (laughs) 
That'll be the first time you'll ever live by yourself. Hey, well, like, can <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Allison, just so we're clear, you sounds like you have already said you're going to be alone when they, I mean, you could be married by the time they go to college. By the time the second one goes, I guess we have we have eight years to figure this out. Yeah, eight I'm years already, to find, them, find a mate. I already don't want them to leave. <laughs> you make, make them go local. Yeah. Don't you guys love community college? What? <laughs> well, I, being that I have lived by my, I've lived by myself for oh my gosh, I, other than that brief stint uh, when I lived with the woman in Minneapolis, I've lived by myself for man, probably ten years or so. Um, and I wouldn't, I, I enjoy living by myself too, and I, I don't think I could ever live with a roommate again unless no, it was not, my no, wife. I just old. couldn't do it. Yeah, uh, it would drive me insane. But I think uh, going back to lonely versus just being alone, I, I would say, I don't, I don't think I've ever felt lonely, even though I live alone and have been for yeah, a while. Yeah, but, you but. I mean, you're very lucky in the, that you got to come to Chicago. Like, you're, you know, in your business, you bounce around, you bounce around, and hopefully you finally settle into a city. And you got to settle into Chicago, so your family's not that far away. Right. You got a bunch of buddies here, you know, so I feel like, you probably have an easier time here than if you had like Seattle or something. Right, we had and no one, yeah. which I have done. I've yeah. had to move to a city and start completely fresh, knowing no one in the city, and that that is interesting. But I, going back to being a social being and th- that humans are, I would force myself to go out and do stuff, even if it was just by myself. I would go to a bar. I would go. Out, I'd take. I'd go to a nice restaurant by myself. It didn't bother me at all. And then eventually I made friends and things like that. And then, um, you know, had plenty to do after that. When I first moved to Wyoming, um, I don't think I realized how much I would miss having so many people to hang out with and so much family to hang out with. Because even when I lived in L.A., I had lots of family there and lots of friends there. Um, But when I moved to Wyoming, it took like two days before I was like, oh, my God, like... I felt super alone, and I think... What, know, what have I done? <laughs> uh, at which point, he bought me a puppy that then died, but that's another story. But, oh, um, man. But I think that... The signs I, kept God. coming. <laughs> Did I tell you the house burned down that yeah. we are supposed to? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the, uh, yeah, the blizzard. Oh, and there was a blizzard yeah. on our way there. Anyway. The giant um, chasm that opened in the highway. <laughs> uh, um, but, like, I think... I think I think physically you do like suddenly feel different when you are alone. You you like things hurt. Uh, when after your ex husband told you that he wanted to move in with his girlfriend and you moved out, you still had your kids to take care of. Um, it wasn't necessarily he wanted to move in with her. He, he, I mean, he wanted to explore that relationship. Right. Yeah. Uh, I guess you not also having family there. Did you? Even though you had your girls there mm-hmm. and you were probably overwhelmed, did you feel lonely? Um, did I feel lonely that I found out my ex-husband had a girlfriend? <laughs> no, yes. that no. you were. <laughs> but you got to come. You came right back here. Oh, so yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. Um, I had to you, wait thought, a while for legal reasons. Yeah, you moved into an apartment there for a while, right, or a house? No, no. So we were in the middle of closing on another house. Okay. So I stayed in our house and packed up. And I wanted to get on the road immediately, and um, I couldn't because we were closing on the house. Okay. Anyway, if if I would have left, then it would have caused all these other implications. So I had to stay for like a week. But my sister-in-law and my mom came out. And oh, okay. So you, you had people there then? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, man. I, I mean, I was a mess, but... Well, understandably. They... Uh, 
so, now I have fun. Now I have fun. Yeah, it's so crazy. <laughs> and so our first question then is loneliness versus being comfortable with yourself. Now, we all kind of touched on this, except Allison is the only person that's never lived by herself before. Um, what would you say, how are people comfortable in, in just being by themselves? Tom, you lived by yourself. How were you comfortable? How'd you make yourself comfortable? Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think it was you just could, a nice change of pace for me. I think you could easily slip into loneliness if you don't force yourself to go out. Well, if it's, I have a big group of friends, and I'm fortunate enough to have like a group of high school friends I'm still tight with, and I have a group of college friends I'm still tight with. And then my family's all here, and my parents have a cottage, so in the summer we're up there a lot. So it was never a point where I was like sitting alone in my apartment for two weeks like wishing something something would come along for me to entertain myself with right um so it was never uh for me like the transition was simple like it was not a issue i moved in i'm like this is fantastic i really enjoy it i come home i do what i want um watch what i want listen to what i want to listen to go out when i want to go out stay when i want to stay in for me it was i loved it i didn't have any issue adjusting i didn't have any issue with any getting used to it or what have you. I just, I don't know, I liked it. And when your girls are gone, you obviously go out a lot more. Do you, or go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, so it used to be, this year was different, but it used to be I would go to like lots of yoga classes. The motto is always say yes. So like when people, like you have to go to this and I'd always say yes so that when they came back, I was um, exhausted and like, oh my gosh, thank God I'm back to my normal life. But um, this year I ended up um, getting, like, I went on a field trip with kids from my class camping, and my mom suddenly went to San Diego and said, hey, do you want to go with? And tickets were 100 bucks, And so, um, yeah, I, I didn't have an opportunity to be lonely this time. But normally, like I say, I'm going to read this many books, and I'm going to go to this many yoga classes. And obviously, yoga classes, most of my friends go out for a drink after yoga, really, to... <laughs> <laughs> to get the full benefit. It's uh, good to retoxify. Uh, <laughs> it gives, you something to, gives you something to detoxify later. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I pretend it's like kombucha or something. But um, yeah, I I didn't have an opportunity this year to get lonely. That's good. No, and I feel like I feel like uh, this the question like loneliness versus being comfortable with yourself. I think there's a difference for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're comfortable being alone, I mean, I don't know. I think loneliness is a is a symptom of other issues that you're you know, you're having a hard time forming relationships with other people. Obviously, so what's causing that? Yeah, but I think sometimes, like when you first move to a new city, I mean, I think that loneliness is definitely. Yeah, you're like, well, I, like Ryan said, you, gotta, you have to force yourself to I, get out there. I, I would say the reason why I forced myself to get out there is because I probably was lonely. Yeah. And, you know, moved to a new city, knowing absolutely no one. I remember I moved to San Antonio. I had been there for two days, maybe, and it was my 30th birthday. And I sat at home, and I think... I didn't, I didn't know anybody. <laughs> to me. Yeah. Uh, and I think I, uh, you know, I, I think I probably got 
some beer and just kind of hug out at my house. And I was actually okay with that because I knew I didn't know anyone and it wasn't, what was I going to do? Did you get like a candle and put it in like a, no, like a Twinkie no, no, or something? No. I think I did. I think I, I, I also remember I had called this pizza place. It was called Chicago's Pizza. And I said, oh, that'll be good. That'll be nice. And so I ordered a Chicago style pepperoni pizza and they said well what's chicago style that should have been my first red flag (laughs) (laughs) and i said you know deep dish pan that chicago and they said i i we i don't know what you're talking about and i went ahead and ordered the pizza anyway it was awful oh yeah i am am totally with you because in wyoming they had a place called chicago pizza and i was so happy when it opened and then i was like oh Oh, god it was bad it was so bad but i would say i was i would i would say loneliness drove me to make sure that i didn't well maybe not loneliness but the fear of loneliness perhaps that's the way to phrase it to make myself get out and do stuff yeah and to make friends and things like that. And speaking of making, uh, making us go out and do stuff, <gasps> Allison, um, Allison has a wonderful idea that I um, can't wait to, to hear about. This is our app story, by the way. Or it could be an app story. I, I am so excited. Eric, we have kind of thrown it by him. He doesn't know all the details, but he has kind of agreed to humor us. Um, we have two ladies that are cousins who have agreed... To go on a date with Eric. At the same time. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> this is how I imagine it. Like, uh, and it's, it's a great family. And, you know, you know, I've dated cousins from this family <laughs> myself, but that's another story. <laughs> Not at the same time, though. <laughs> Not at the same time. Uh, but anyway, you like go and you meet them and they're both like super fun and cute and successful and you're going to go on a date with them and then... Um, Are they going to be on one side of the booth and then I'm going to be on the other or... You're going to be in the middle. Yeah. There'll be one on each side of you. Oh, no, man. not in a booth. That's weird. Oh, may- okay. So if that's how it works, it's at a table. Anyway, Tom and I think that it's in your best interest that we bo- that we go as well. Yes. And um, meet both of them, and then at the end they decide who goes out with you again. <laughs> I, what happens if neither one of them want to go out with me again? <laughs> Which could happen. Which would make it's for not, amazing I mean, radio. Not likely, right? <laughs> I mean, it's very unlikely that would happen. Well, um, the real question is, when they both want to go out with me again, how are we going to decide? Cat fight. <laughs> <laughs> I will have straws ready to go at varying lengths. Okay, so we're going to go out to just get a drink, and if they're going to be set questions. I, ha- I need more info. Uh, we haven't I mean, thought that still far in deve- into it. It's still in know. development. It's still in development. <laughs> I feel like there won't be set questions. I think we want to see... Because this when is going to be very organic. When Eric Run clocks in on a <laughs> oh day, you know, what, what, where does the conversation go? I think we can slowly, like, like if Tom and I... Uh, are observing and think something needs to happen we can have like napkins dropped off like you know under a glass for you and then you read it and that's a question can we do the old save by the bell and do a timeout? oh that'd be cool oh. i also think i would i think I was, i'm still hot for zach morris if anyone's wondering <laughs> um i was always more of a kelly fan kelly kapowski yeah i was kelly too yeah i think everyone was oh kelly um <laughs> The diet I just want to see Ron. I want to see Ron like clocking to like. So I was talking to Tom Skilling yesterday. And he <laughs> felt there was a, a high pressure system. The cumulus in. clouds were just everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I am. I am so excited about this because these girls are fun. Right. So no matter what happens, you'll have a good time. Yeah. 
So we're okay. So the plan is we're going to go to a bar, probably. Mm-hmm. We're going to probably try and this is you can't make it too loud because I would like to, you know, I would like to spy into it. Um, well, you, what we could do like those is, miracle ear things, right? Well, what we could do is we'll get some microphones on all three of us, and you guys can listen through headsets. We'll be like Waldorf and Stadler. <laughs> can we make comments during the date that only we that only we hear in the audience? Yeah, hears? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we could, we is, could probably make this. Wow, up. we can make that happen. I cannot believe he just said that. And if uh, <laughs> I know last episode we talked about being mean to each other, um, there might be some of that. <laughs> This situation. <laughs> are, are you prepared for all of our commentary? Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I, well, actually, you know what? It'll probably help. I'll take it as constructive criticism. I'll be like, oh my God, he's that line on me. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't kidding. use lines. Just kidding. Uh, okay, let's. Uh, that <laughs> so we're going to get an update on that. Yeah, we'll figure it out. And the logistics and when that can happen. And of course, keep you updated. I hope it's before the next. next Weekend, right? Next time we tape. Yeah, we can try and do that. Hopefully. All right. Well, we got a. This is man. We got a lot of work. A lot of logistics to work out on this. That's one. actually true. <laughs> okay. Our next question has to do, and we've touched on this before, but our next question has to do with uh, single moms or single dads, I guess, for that matter, who go out on dates and they have to get a babysitter. Who, who should pay for the babysitter? So out of which we need to give credit to Miss Manners. Yeah. Yeah. So Miss Manners had this question posed to her. Um, do you want me to read it real quick? Sure. Dear Miss Manners, there seems to be an assumption now that a mother will pay a sitter when she goes on a date. But growing up in the 80s, it was my understanding that the mother's date would pay. Uh, should someone offer to cover the sitter when asking out a single parent? Allison, I feel like this one uh, falls into your... Um, Wheelhouse. Yeah, wheelhouse. Um, Well, I'm going to sound uh, contradictory, but like if I go on a first date with someone and they offer to pay for a babysitter, that would make me very uncomfortable. I think that'd be weird too. Um, But if I've been dating a guy for a while and like we end up back at my house and he hands the babysitter money, I'd be like, oh, thank God I didn't have to give her 60 bucks or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um. What if he had also just bought dinner and drinks and... Uh, bonus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like... I think what you're saying makes sense. If it's an early thing and you're just kind of getting to know each other and you have no you have no idea where it's going, mm-hmm. then like, hey, listen, I'll pay my own babysitter. But if you're together, long-term relationship, and it's like, you know, oh, yeah, I'll, it's I part would of never, the evening. I would know? never expect them to pay for the babysitter, but I would expect them to pay for the date. Right. That, yeah, that's what I was saying. That that they you'd just gone out to dinner, you'd had drinks, uh, maybe when even a show, what have you, and then you guys go home, and you know, I it, and then they didn't offer to pay the babysitter. Yeah, too. that would never. It that would never be weird for me if right. they didn't pay for the babysitter. But if they wanted to go, I mean, I've been in a situation where I think we talked about this before, where the guy wanted to split the dinner bill. Um, which just blew both Tom and I's mind. And uh, if I had to split the dinner bill and then pay for the babysitter, um, I would be like, is it worth that much money to go out with this guy? Like, no. are you worth this cost? Right. If you split the dinner bill ever, babysitter, no babysitter, it's like, this is going Dutch should not happen on a date. One person, and like, and actually, Miss Manners kind of delves into like reciprocation and, you know, eventually the guy pays, guy pays, guy pays, and eventually. The girl, oh, the f- lady, female, woman says, 
you know, let me get dinner this time. And then, oh, no, right. I got it. Well, no, let me get it. Please, like, you've paid, you know, all right, fine, thank you very much. Or I'll get drinks after. Um, so reciprocation's nice. But I feel like if you're in an early dating situation, actually any dating situation, and then going Dutch becomes a top. Like, I think, no offense to anyone who goes Dutch, I think it's one of you just pick up the tab for the other, please. I do that, I mean, with, usually with our friends, like, a lot of times we'll be like, I'll get this one, you get the next one. Yeah, you know I mean, well, like, I mean, yeah, to, I mean, to a certain extent. To sure. a certain extent, yeah, I mean, yeah. four guys all throwing, you know, fifty bucks and we right. move on. Right. But sometimes, like, hey guys, I'll get this. You know, you guys get the next one. Or yeah. So going Dutch in dating is horrible. Yeah, I mean, I think I told you guys I dated a guy where um, he like had set rules, and he <laughs> this is also this bad. Is right, yeah, there's another red <laughs> this flag. This is right before we broke up. Uh, where he's like, okay, if you know you're paying for babysitter, I'll pay for the date. If you're not paying for a babysitter, like if your parents are babysitting or your brother or something, then um, then you pay half. That's How just... did you even tolerate that for a moment? I thought I raised you better than this, Allison. I don't know. I think... You should be I... like, all right, have a good life. See you later. Well, I also think that... I mean, he was younger, and I think that maybe... Like... For girls my age, I think that you say I you offer to pay, and then the guy always says no, no, I'll pay, and you're like, oh, okay, thanks. Um, but not all. It's 20, a fun charade. I'll not, tell you yeah. that much. Not all twenty eight year olds are as mature as you, Allison. <laughs> twenty three. No, just kidding. He wasn't that young. <laughs> but um, I think that the the younger crowd, they're more likely to go Dutch, or the woman is more likely to say no, no, I'll pay. So I think that maybe I just wasn't. I was trying to navigate a situation. I wasn't sure what the rules were on. But I think it goes back to the fact that they're the rules they would be no matter how old he was. I, we I'm are sorry, no longer... I, yeah, I lost are, you there for yeah, a second. Sorry. I lost you too. I think sorry. We can just move on. It's okay. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> the rules are different. You think younger people are more likely to go Dutch because they have a different mentality than Gen Xers, maybe some Gen Y, which apparently doesn't exist anymore, but... Um, I... I, I uh, I'm trying to think in my dating career of the going Dutch in usually somebody always just either one of us would just pick it up, especially even if it's later on in the relationship when I always generally feel like I pay more often, but that's also gender general. Sure. Um, But it is obviously it's always nice when they say, oh, no, no, I'll get this. Uh, It's my turn to take you out. That's always great. But I can't think of any time where. I've actually gone out with a woman, and even we've been dating for, oh, I take that back. Now that I think about it, it was the woman dun, I dun, lived dun. with. and But that was what I do. The relationship was over. So I was like, I'm done. I'm out. And then we would both put our credit cards down. Come to think Boy, of that it. is really a sign it's over. Yeah. <laughs> when someone you've been with two and a half years, and you're splitting tabs on yep. a credit card. Yep. God, I just thought of that. Man. How much you tipping? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go $1 more Always. than you. That's my favorite move. $1 more. <laughs> uh, all right. That'll do it for this week's edition of Single Married Divorce. Next week, we'll have two new questions, another dating app story, and a poll question. Thank you so much for listening. For Tom and Allison, I'm Eric Rung. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs>